Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today we talk to Fergus Scheel and Aoife Daly about how in just five years, Irish National Opera has become an award-winning success story in the competitive arts and entertainment sector. Despite challenges, they're moving beyond traditional perceptions of opera, reaching out to engage with youngsters through innovative teams, venues and technology. Fergus and Aoife, you're, you're very welcome. Um, I have to say, I don't know my arias from my high notes, but uh, I know people who love rock opera. I, I, I occasionally enjoy it myself. Definitely uh, what I was enchanted by was when I was reading about how the, the Irish National Opera Company has been, uh, you know, changing the game. But the more I learned about it, you guys weren't just uh, being an opera company in the sense of an opera company um you know, hosting events and everything else. There's a lot more to it. There's apps, there's a, there's virtual reality. And I was going, this isn't just a passion. This is a business here. So I suppose if you could sum up the kind of things you guys have been doing over the last while and, and the, the trajectory and growth of the um, Irish National Opera Company. Yeah, thanks, uh, John. And I would say that uh, there's quite a tradition of opera in Ireland. We don't have like the great Italian and French and German composers. There's not a lot of Irish composers historically, but there's a huge amount of them now in mm-hmm. in working really interesting stuff. So we, one of the great things about starting a new national opera company is that you have a complete freedom of how you present opera. If you think, if you look at most opera companies in Europe, they're big institutions. They've got a massive opera house in the centre of Paris or Berlin or Vienna or wherever, hmm. um, and they're they're really old entrenched businesses that that uh, are very difficult to to change around. They're like ocean liners in a way, and we're kind of much more fleet of foot. We're newer, more modern, we're smaller. But we have this flexibility to to think about opera in different ways. So, of course, we present operas in the Borgosh Energy Theatre, Gaiety Theatre, Cork Opera House, Wexford, uh, all around the place, uh, all around the country. In fact, uh, we've been to 30 different venues. But we also think, as you said in your introduction, we also think about how we can present it in new ways. So that's mm. often involved technology, like things like virtual reality opera, things about screening opera outdoors. We've just developed an app called Isolda, which helps us screen operas in public places, but also have crystal clear audio, which you can access through your own headphones if you're on your iPhone or whatever. So we think a lot about different ways of reaching people. During the pandemic, we did a lot of different type of uh, opera where we made things for films. We showed films outdoors. For example, we made a film we, we made a film of an opera about the lighthouse, and then we showed it at lighthouses on outdoor screens all around the coast of Ireland. I would just come in there on Azalda and and you know why we why we created it. It um it was sort of born out of a, a, a I suppose a problem that we didn't know we had <laughs> in that we wanted to create a more efficient way of doing something. And I think sometimes arts organisations, because we work in partnership a lot, that can lead to innovation. Mm. And uh, we found that that's been a sort of r- running theme uh, in our work uh, because we're working with so many different creative people or d- uh, people in different uh, sectors that can often spark ideas that we didn't know were there before. And um, through the development of Azalda, we've realised that it has all these applications, not just for the wider cultural sector, Mm. but also for perhaps the commercial sector as well. So we're looking at how to um, develop that side of it as a a business model and how it works in tandem with the cultural cultural sector and uh, how it can grow. And the thing is like, Getting new generations into this um, medium or this genre, I suppose, is probably the best way of putting it. Um, like, 
all the time I've been aware of opera in Ireland, it's been, you know, there's been the opera festival in Wexford, for example. And, and often I think these are things that are really driven by people who are passionate. But, you know, you kind of go, well, why, 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 why Wexford? Why not Dublin? Or, you know, what, 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 how, how did it come about that these people managed to do something so compelling and, and make it last for so long as it has? And, and I just think it's only to my mind, only driven purely by passion and love of, of the genre. Um, but then again, as you say, we don't have the big opera houses they have in Europe. Um, we, you know, we, we do have new theatres now, but uh, it's hard to, I suppose, when we don't have physical manifestations of, of, of things in the same way like you might have in, say, Vienna or, you know, Rome or, or somewhere, you know, the it's hard to keep that cultural flame alight. Do you think technology is then the answer to that in the sense that, you know, it might just kindle, you know, new generations to even do something more fundamental? Like, why don't we have a national opera house? I think technology is a great way to bring in new audiences, particularly young audiences who may not have experienced opera before and Mm. might be a bit tentative, might not know what it's all about and perhaps want to do it on their own terms. So this is a way of accessing that generation or or, indeed new people who... um, like culture but might may not have ever experienced opera before and haven't been in the auditorium and haven't experienced that sort of magic that happens around an, an actual production hmm. so i think it's a kind of, it's it's a, it's a leading thing um to actually bringing people into culture but i think um the the wonderful thing about ireland is the cultural sector is growing mm. and um that's a that's that, that's across the board and i think that's a really positive thing to see i think the irish people are really passionate about not just their culture but d- developing culture and mm. uh, we certainly see that in the audiences that come to not just our technology projects but also in the auditorium as well they're getting younger and younger and it's a great thing to see well it's interesting that you know whether it's opera or it's musical societies for our for our dramatic companies it's often volunteers that usually keep these things going uh, through through their love of the medium or you know down through the ages uh, people want to put on a show and you know and one way or another they do <laughs> but when it comes to uh the, the cultivation of the irish national opera company i when i was talking discussing you earlier it you know it's it's not just a company in the sense of uh you know people who want to really put on put on shows and, and protect this 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 uh, genre in ireland but it's it's been run purely properly as a business, not just you know volunteers come together now and put on a show. It's it's actually we're really putting together something here that's tangible and will take shape. And and I hope also long lasting as well that, that this was the challenge. And and I feel honoured that we have this sort of once in a generation or once maybe even more than a generation opportunity to set up a really truly professional, professionally operated company then put down sort of really serious roots in the community so that hopefully it'll be here generations after we're, <laughs> we're gone mm-hmm. and that there'll be more people to, to take it on. And you're right that in the past we have relied an awful lot on volunteerism and that, that has its great sides as well because people are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But there's obviously limitations also in terms of the amount of time people can give and you know, people's enthusiasm can wane if, unless it's put on a professional footing. So that's what we're doing. Where you know everybody is engaged professionally. People throughout our chorus, orchestra, all our principal cast, everybody behind the scenes. It's, it's a thoroughly professional operation, and it's really interesting because 
we haven't had something quite like this before in Ireland. And everybody who works with us, our entire workforce, most of them are, are people who are working. They're, they're not on the on the books full time as employees, but they, they're coming in on a project by project basis. Mm. A lot of people work with us, though, on an ongoing basis. And they're really committed and really, I think everybody's conscious that we as a generation have a responsibility to get this right and to, you know, to, to really do excellent work. So that no matter what we're talking about, whether we're talking to audience our funders, our donors, or any businesses that we would deal with, that the great thing we can say is that the quality of what we do is so high and so professional mm. and on a level that's the same as what you would see internationally in all the, the great European opera centres. So that's a big that's a big challenge, but it's a big opportunity and it's a kind of a heavy responsibility as well. And what's the ambition in terms of long term when you think about it? Like when I see this, I go, OK, this, this, this puts a bit of... Um, solidity around something that's been a love for for pockets of people and comes together now and then through festivals but here you are as you mentioned you're employing musicians you're employing project managers uh digital people software developers you know all working in concert that's a deliberate pun but uh, all working in concerts to you know create tangible outcomes but when it comes to the um the long-term vision do you want to see things happen here like you know Maybe maybe operas will be written by young people who are inspired by going to this. You know that that you know that that you you're planting seeds for future generations. And as you say, your torchbearers for now. You know maybe two hundred years from now, who knows? You know what 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 came out of this, and you know by and how future generations will be taken. But what's what's your ambition for it in terms of suppose planting those seeds, creating jobs? You know, making this into something that's kind of a, an economic force, and yeah, you know, it's a difficult thing to say about opera because in some people's minds it's quite niche, but in others it's 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 everything for them. Yeah, I think the, the that's you, you've described it very well. It's about um, for us, it's about giving new generations an opportunity to to explore and to to feel at home in this art form. I mean, mm. what opera really is? It's like all the art forms put together. It's music, it's dance, it's video, often it's uh, storytelling, it's theatre, it's literature, it's poetry, uh, it's visual arts. It's everything all in one go, and that's why we love it so much. We're kind of uh, addicted to it. Um, mm. uh, but we want to, you know we want new people to discover this for themselves um, and. And and I think also that there's a huge amount of really talented composers and writers. So Mm. I would see Ireland really important centre for new opera. Um, we're, we're already punching above our weight. You know, our, our some of our new operas have been appeared internationally. For example, at Royal Opera House earlier this year in London, we brought a new opera there. And and this idea of us, you know, I think we didn't have the Enlightenment in Ireland. We didn't have the Industrial Revolution. We didn't have the Renaissance. But now is our time. Uh, now is our time to be creative and exciting and buzzing and to lead the world. And I, and I actually believe we can really lead the world in terms of creativity and new opera. So that's our that's our mission. It's a small little one. <laughs> no, but it's a good. It's wordy when you think about it. Like, I mean, I can't think of the name of the composer right now, but there's there's an Irish woman who writes a lot of the game scores or the scores for popular video games. Uh, Handel's Messiah was was first uh, performed in Ireland in the 18th century in Temple Bar, as far as I know. So we've had all these. Uh, associations with it we've a great lyrical tradition here great uh, liter- literature tradition um why not opera exactly 
Yeah, well, there's, there's no reason why not, because we have all the ingredients. Uh, we just need to make sure that we have the wherewithal and the professional structures to, to champion these. No, just going to say, uh, I think we have a chance to create a sort of a new blueprint, you know, mm. looking at what you were saying about the sort of big structures in Europe and, and abroad. Um, we have a chance to maybe look at that differently. So when, you know, Maybe when Ireland and or for, for when Dublin is ready for its own opera house, and we hope that's not going to be in the not mm. in the too distant future, and um, that we'll have learned a lot from what the uh, what what Europe is doing, and uh, be able to stay ahead of the curve because we can look at it from a sort of a more agile point of view, and mm. I think that you know that, that that's one of the things that plays into our favour now. Um, looking as well, what you're saying about sort of sowing the seeds for future generations, I think um, technology plays a big part in that as well, where, you know, young composers um, might not have seen themselves writing something in the first instance for a stage production because that's not where their comfort level is. You know, Isolde maybe might be, uh, you know, writing sort of things that are designed for screen might be a really interesting place to start. And because Azalda is an, an interactive technology, it allows people to um, create something that is intended to be used in that sort of synchronous way. Mm. So, you know, using that space, using the fact that it's a shared experience to, to write something and to make it make it part of the part of the experience. When I'm talking about new opera, not all that new opera are, is operas that will happen in opera houses. Some of that mm. will be like operas we project onto a wall. All our operas in virtual reality or augmented reality are it'll be operas that have been written uh, with communities of people. We, we've co-commissioned operas whereby, for example, a young group of schoolchildren on, on the Aran Islands worked with a, with a group of uh, professional artists to create something new. So there's also the ways in which new communities and new people who maybe don't have access to opera currently, but they will find ways in and and uh, and, and and write opera and create opera and perform opera as well as being in the audience for operas as well. Well, I was just thinking there, um, Aoife there mentioned the, you know, we don't have a national opera house. Um, hopefully one day we will. I was I was kind of going to ask a question about the physical manifestation of the National Opera Company. I know you've created apps, and they're no mean feat. Quite t- difficult to put together, actually. Um, but the, you know, up- harnessing all of this spirit is one thing. Do 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 you have a, plans for a physical place for opera in Ireland? Are you leading the charge for the creation of a National Opera House? Uh, would you see yourselves as potential contenders to run such a said opera house? Uh, where, where do you see it coming together in a physical way? I think one of the first things we need to do as a company is to have a, a place where we make the opera. So mm. we, we're working on building a headquarters, which would be a rehearsal space and a place to make the costumes and the props and to run, you know, also to be kind of like a, a research center where we would have education and outreach projects and we would have people writing opera and creating work. So it would be like a hub of activity, not actually an opera house. This is more like a kind of a a, a factory, if you like, mm-hmm. a factory that's going to make opera. Um, and uh, once we get that, that, that's our priority at the moment, which we've begun working on. And after that, we'll see you. Uh, I mean, it is a dream that there should be an opera house and that physical manifestation. If you think of Sydney Opera House and many mm. places since then, there's a, a new one in Oslo, which is about 10, 12 years old, and it's bang in the city centre, major, major piece of infrastructure. So there's, you know, new opera, Dubai have a new opera house. So the cities are building opera houses. I, I don't think we're at that stage yet. As a company, we're still, we're still young and growing and developing. I think we need to build up audience interest and buy-in and you know we need to we, we have a lot more we have to 
uh, walk before we can run. So we have a lot more work to do in the ground before we, you know, so that would be medium term, medium to long term ambitions. But uh, there's a lot we can do in the meantime. Well, I, I kind of like that. It's kind of even having a, a kind of factory is like an opera deconstructed. You break it into the various parts and you get everyone together in workshops and whatever. But I often remember walking through cities like Munich on a Thursday night in the middle of Chris, Christmas period and you see people coming out in their nice fine finery and all that kind of stuff. And you realise it's it's part of the cultural nightlife or, or you know, lives of people in, in, lo- in a lot of parts of Europe. Why not Dublin? Um, I definitely would love to see a Dublin Opera House. I think that's, that's, a, tan- that's a very tantalising idea. Um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> right, well, we're with you. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, with that, Aoife Daly and Fergus Shield, thanks so much for your time. That's captivating is, is definitely a word. I definitely think it's great vision and I love the way you're going about it too. And I think, you know, uh, you're, you're creating the spirit and then that spirit will form a physical whole, I hope. Great. Thanks, John. <laughs>